0: Hi everyone, welcome to the latest installment of our Maverick uh, podcast series coming to you directly from ISE. My name's Nick Stancliffe and I head up our Smart Meetings vendor portfolio. Uh, Today we're going to be talking all things collaboration. Uh, I'm going to be speaking to a number of uh, vendors uh, to gauge uh, their thoughts on the the hot topics uh, in the industry uh, and what that means for for partners. Uh, So first up, I'm here on the Google stand. I'm here with with Mark Grady. Uh, Mark, welcome. Thank you, it's great to be here with you today. Fantastic, um, would you like to give a brief introduction um, to, the, uh, to the audience of your role at um, what you do here at Google?
1: Yeah, sure, so I look after the Google Meet sales here in Europe for the, the Meet hardware products. Yep. So responsibility um, with, with the products that TD Cinex carries today, of the likes of Avacor, Asus, Lenovo, working with uh, Google Meet s- software
0: on the hardware to run a video conferencing experience. Fantastic. Um, so, as we kind of look and reflect back on twenty twenty three, um, what were your sort of major uh, takeaways in terms of um, you know how companies are evolving their hybrid strategies?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing to say for a lot of organisations is that they're they're, they're reevaluating their office space. So they're looking at the costs of real estate, they're looking at the costs of travel, and I see there's a real a real change within the business to look at things like travel and how to get people back in the office. Uh, and using the collaborative experience is part of that. So I think on the one side of it you have a workforce that maybe is working from home or on the road that has equal access to the same technology as those that are in the office. But I also think what we have seen this year is a few changes around meeting rooms in terms of the size of meeting rooms. Um, Maybe some customers are looking at possibly cutting rooms into half the size because Few people are aw- away from the office. A few people are there uh, in the office, but I also think uh, there's also a realization that you need to get people back into the office for things other than sitting at a desk and doing email, collaboration, the experience. Um, I think you know here here at the show we we, sh- we have the Avocor Series 165. Whiteboarding is a great way to have people in an office brainstorming and collaborating. Yes, you want the tools remotely, but in the office you want to have that space to collaborate, not so much desks and deep work and things like that within the office areas.
0: Yeah, so some great points you make there. And um, yes, really using technology as an enabler to get people uh, collaborating, as you say. Um, how much do you think um, data uh, plays a role in terms of defining what the office looks like? We've now, you know, a few years um, off the back of COVID, we've now got some really, or starting to build some really strong data points over the last couple of years. How important is that for, for businesses when they start to plan?
1: I, I think it's critical, because mm. I think if you take a look today at uh, what we have with the Google Meet hardware, we have the Google Workspace administration where you can pick up a lot of data that's being used around the meetings. How often people are joining, the quality of the meets, but also most importantly, not just the IT team, it's the facilities teams who want to know: Do we have enough meeting rooms? Are we using? What's the occupancy of the building like? So, one of the nice features in Google Workspace this year was the calendar integration, where you could set your working location, which is really important because it allows people to see how many how many of you are coming to the building, but also crucially releasing real estate and meeting rooms to other users in the business. I think. There's nothing worse than getting to the office, finding the room is booked, and then you've got to hang around to see if it's free
0: or not. You want those rooms released. I completely agree, and I, I echo your sentiment. There's nothing more frustrating than turning up to a meeting room that's that's been booked, and there's nobody uh, nobody in the room. It's uh, yes. yeah, not 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 the greatest experience. Um, so yeah, I agree. Um, and finally, just sort of to sum up. Um, if you were to make a prediction for sort of the next uh, you know two to three years in terms of where we're going to see the hybrid meeting um, kind of journey goes to we've, we've touched on a few interesting topics, um, you know, collaboration, whiteboarding, that type of thing. Um, what would be your kind of your thoughts around that?
1: Well, I, I think that a lot of organizations, um, there's a few things that will happen. A lot of organizations are going to do what I term as their first proper office moves post COVID. The, the, the time it takes for a building project to start, finish and build a building and move, it's not a six month, 12 month project. Usually people are looking at leases on their buildings of five, seven, ten years within that. Mm. And I think what we are seeing is different ways of thinking. Um, I was talking to a customer recently, very traditional company, and they want to eliminate 40% of their space. But I was really surprised to see they wanted more meeting rooms than in the old office. Mm. So I think we will see that there being innovation there. I do think the role technology has to play, and I think one of the things that I'm seeing is things like whiteboarding and things like a good meeting room experience bring people back into the office for the critical meetings and the community feeling. I don't think the, the any organisation can really say to their workforce, "Well, you know, you've got to be in the office to do your email." It's, it's, it's just like that isn't going to that isn't going to work for a lot of employees. But also organisationally, there's a cost to having those desks in place. So. I'm I'm very excited over the next two to three years to sort of see what happens. I think we'll also see, particularly from the Google side of this, that I that I, I, I genuinely believe that the, the key for us is not to be very prescriptive about this. It's the key for us is to say to, is to, from Google and the message we have is whether you join from a phone on an Android device, whether you join from a laptop whether you take Google Meet hardware from Tech Data Cynics and our partners, mm. the crucial thing is your experience mm. and, and your will be the same. Mm. So you're not losing out. I think this is the big thing. I don't think anybody joining because they're on a phone should be a disadvantage to somebody who's on in the meeting room. And so that collaboration experience is the crucial part. How organizations then use it is up to them.
0: Uh, look, it's been great speaking to you, Mark. Thank you very much. Um, for those that are listening that are at the show, um, what's the stand uh, number of, of Google here?
1: We're at, uh, uh, hall, we're in Hall Three. Hall um, three. So just come come through and you'll find us down here.
0: Perfect. All right, lovely stuff. Well, thank you, Mark, and enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks very much. Cheers. So I've made my way over to the Microsoft stand, um, and I'm now sat with uh, with Nikki Nikki Chapman from Microsoft. Uh, Nikki, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you.
0: Um, would you uh, introduce yourself uh, to the audience, please, and just tell us a little bit about what you do uh, here at Microsoft? So
2: I am the Teams Room and Devices Lead for the UK. I work on supporting our channel to grow the Microsoft Teams Room business.
0: Fantastic. Um, So um, just wanted to talk to you a little bit about, uh, get your thoughts really on, on how you're seeing um, the adoption of meeting room technology um, change in in 2023 As you know, as companies start to uh, evolve their hybrid work strategies, be keen to get your thoughts on, on what you're seeing.
2: So I'm seeing reliable meeting room technology is now a requirement. People expect better experiences to drive that in-person feeling, being clearly seen, clearly heard and recognised. When returning to the office, employees look for that worth it equation. They want a better than home experience or a like for like, which Microsoft Teams Rooms delivers. We still need to support our customers to drive adoption training so their employees feel comfortable and confident using our room solutions. But the tech in the room is becoming more like any other communication technology such as your phone. We're lifting the barrier so the focus is on the actual meeting and not how the meeting's running.
0: I, um, I completely agree with your point around um, adoption. I think it's critical that once the, the technology is, is deployed that there's a good adoption strategy around how it's used. Um, you know, to really make the most out of that investment. It'd be interesting to get uh, get your thoughts or takeaways on, um, you know, specifically um, AI uh, features within um, the meeting room and, and kind of hybrid teams meetings in general, really, kind of wh- where it can drive um, you know, better employee experiences.
2: The majority of the workforce has obviously moved to hybrid working. It's created what we call digital debt. So employees are spending at least 60% of their working time collaborating and are leaving only 40% of their time to be creative. Meetings have evolved since more people are hybrid and we have more back to back meetings and with this, we're losing the key takeaways and the key action points by going out of one meeting and into another. By bringing in AI capabilities, we can ensure that everyone in the room can be seen, heard and recognised. But equally, we can take those transcripts so we know who said what and whose actions are whose. Meaning that individual key takeaways are clear and precise, and meetings are therefore productive.
0: Yeah, I completely agree, and I think everyone can relate to the uh, the concept of digital debt uh, that you referred to there. Um, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, quite uh, you know how how Copilot lands this year. I'm uh, really exciting to, to see how it develops. Fantastic. Thanks for uh, the summary there Nicky, really good and I think uh, yeah, we can all take away that, uh, that worth it equation from, the, uh, from this conversation um, Look, Thank you very much for joining the podcast um, It was great to have you on and uh, enjoy the rest of uh, the show this week
2: Thank you, thank you for having me
0: Cheers Nicky So, making my way around uh, the hall I've now uh, come to the Lenovo stand I'm joined here by Dan Smethers Dan, welcome
3: Hi Nick, good to be here, good to see you
0: Good stuff. Um, can you just introduce uh, to the audience uh, your role here at Lenovo, please?
3: Yes, yeah, sure. So, um, Dan Smithers, I manage the smart collaboration business for Lenovo in the UK, and I specifically looking after our business partners, resellers, integrators uh, for Lenovo.
0: Fantastic. And um, you know, it's uh, it's another you know fantastic show this year. What's your sort of first impressions of um, of IC Twenty Four?
3: First impressions entering in particular Hall Two was. Booths seem to have scaled up in general, particularly around the UC vendors and uh, OEM partners. It seems everybody's grown their booths a little bit more. For example, we've got a second tier on our booth for the first time with additional meeting room. um, And that seems to be a current theme across all the UC uh, providers. I think it's, it's bigger again.
0: Yeah, for sure, we've, uh, we definitely see that. Um, yeah, really great booth, as you, as you mentioned here um, uh, on the Lenovo stand. Uh, maybe you could just talk a little bit around um, you know, what you're showcasing here this year and some of the, the, the products you've got on show.
3: Sure, so, you know, as expected, we've got our entire portfolio of uh, smart collaboration products. And um, so that's our ThinkSmart Core, our ThinkSmart One, which is the world's first all-in-one Windows-based collaboration bar. We have some new products on show, and so the ThinkSmart Bar 180, which is the first uh, live viewing of, of the product, which we launched uh, in February. So that's really exciting, and we've got that on a signature Microsoft Teams room signature front row as well. Right. Um, on, the, on the front of the stands, and then we've also got a couple of additional Lenovo solutions where we're saying, showing um, digital signage, um, virtual, and augmented reality. So we're really sort of trying to wrap around you know those additional sort of AV and, and collaboration um, solutions together as a, as a one Lenovo um, portfolio.
0: Yeah, fantastic. I think that's a real, uh, real good point you make around the uh, you know the, the wide Lenovo portfolio offering um, that you can bring for, for partners and customers. Um, there's a lot of talk this year at IC and, and, and generally around um, you know around AI and, and how that's driving uh, driving the market forward. Really interested to get your uh, thoughts from a, from a hardware manufacturer perspective um, and how um, OEMs like Lenovo will play a part in that AI uh, story um, this year.
3: Yeah, so I mean everybody's talking about it. It seems you know it's the buzzword, right, for the sure, last yeah. six six twelve months, and it's going to be for you know the, the, the short term. That's for sure. So I think. The AI development, particularly from a Microsoft Teams room, presents a really exciting opportunity for Lenovo. Currently a lot of the AI capabilities happen in the cloud or they happen on, on the peripherals. What we see moving forward is the AI capabilities, the AI algorithm is going to take place on Windows-based compute. Mm. and that as Lenovo presents us with the, with the opportunity, because we are the number one PC provider globally, we have a huge, you know, great heritage in in Windows and PC. So, being able to do that into the meeting room and take the AI and the capabilities and the ability to power that is is the exciting piece for us. And that's where we believe, particularly from a Microsoft perspective, we can accelerate and really add value to our partners, introducing you know higher spec PC capability to manage that. AI processing and um, you know all the features that will bring moving forward with with the roadmap on on Microsoft Teams. So yeah,
0: really exciting stuff. Yeah, for sure. And as you say, Lenovo perfectly placed to uh, to deliver that uh, that technology. Um, and and finally, just sort of uh, some thoughts. If you're uh, if I'm a partner this year, you know why uh, why Lenovo? Why should I invest my uh, you know in, in Lenovo for my UC and, and collaboration strategy?
3: Uh, kind of just going back to the point. For me, it's it's not necessarily just about the here and now it's about where we're going Mm. and where this space is going in the future Mm. Lenovo is a great partner because we're positioned to capitalize on the future developments within not just teams but the other platform providers as well for sure but Mm. we are the partner for the future and I strongly believe that we have a huge role to play for customers and partners alike in terms of where this market's going in the future. So, future-proofing investment, looking at where we're gonna be in 12, 18 months time, that's a really good reason to come and have a conversation with us if if you've never had it before.
0: Yeah, great. No, sounds sounds really really good, and I, yeah, completely agree in terms of uh, you know what you say about you know future proofing and, and investments. Um, yeah, really really resonates. So um, if you're here at the show this week, um, what's the stand that people can can come and find you? We're in Hall Two. Yeah, it's Booth uh, Two R Four Hundred. There we
3: go. Yeah, <laughs> think I think I remember it
0: right. <laughs> Fantastic, and um, and obviously you know uh, a Maverick, we uh, we sell the full range of collaboration products by Lenovo so uh, if you do have any questions then obviously feel free to reach out to myself and Dan and more than happy to uh, talk you Thank through the proposition. Um, Dan Luke it's been great speaking to you thanks for your time and your your in th- uh, insights and um, ha- enjoy the rest of the show.
3: Yeah thanks Nick great to see you and hopefully
0: see everybody very soon. Cheers, Dan. Thank you. So I'm now here at the Logitech stand um, with uh, Alexandra. Um, Alexandra welcome to the podcast.
4: Thank you for having me.
0: No problem, how has IC been so far for you?
4: Yeah, amazing. Every year it gets better and better. Uh, We have a new concept here at the booth. Um, It's very inviting, it's open, beautiful colors now with kind of the green and the palette uh, coming in. And I think people are excited. We've been very busy. Mm. So thank you for joining us as well.
0: No, for sure, I uh, walked past yesterday and I saw uh, it was uh, really a hive of activity, so uh, good to see. Mm I um, wanted to take a little bit of time actually, and um, just before we, we, we dive in, maybe you could just introduce your role at Logitech and, and what you're doing within the business.
4: Yeah, so I lead our B2B sales enablement programs with a special focus on sustainability.
0: Great. Um, it's interesting, um, you mentioned that you know, we at TD Cinex have a, have a big focus around sustainability, um, and I know Logitech do as well. Um, I was hoping you can maybe just tell me a little bit about what Logitech are doing in this space um, and kind of you know how um, partners can can leverage that to, to add value in their business as well.
4: Absolutely, so everything we do at Logitech we do with sustainability in mind Hopefully it doesn't come as a surprise, but we have been publishing our sustainability impact report since 2008, mm. outlining the hard work that goes into and towards our scope one, two and three emissions goals. And um, the the hard work is paying off. Since 2021, all of our products are carbon neutral. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're not stopping there There though. Um, we are uh, dedicated to removing more carbon than we produce by 2030. And that means that we, have, we are taking massive steps towards the way we source materials and the way we manufacture our products. So for example, in our VC space, um, when it comes to packaging, we use FSC certified paper uh, for more than 50% of all of our new products. We are using low carbon aluminum, which is made with renewable energy. And um, for all of our Collab West devices, uh, from now on, we're manufacturing those with post-consumer recycled plastics. Uh, what that means is that we're sourcing it from electronic waste uh, that otherwise would have uh, landed, uh, ended up in a landfill. Mm. And um, What's particularly exciting this year and what we've announced here at IC is we will be offering a new program called Collect and Recycle and with this program we're aiming to support our partners and customers in responsibly uh, disposing of decommissioned video conferencing devices.
0: Wow, that's, that's, really, uh, that's really good. Um, so if I'm, a, if I'm a partner where can I go to, to find out more information around this i know um certainly it's becoming a lot more of a, um, a discussion point around tenders and things like that
4: yes absolutely so for our partners we are offering consultations with uh, our sustainability team and experts in helping prepare tenders answering those really long assessment questionnaires mm. but also going beyond that in case you wanted to do a special engagement like a customer workshop, um, speaking engagements, um, consulting towards the reporting that you might have to uh, do. So again, when it, especially the tender piece is uh, where uh, we are supporting our partners. So I invite you to reach out to your Logitech account manager and they will help facilitate and coordinate all of that with our sustainability experts.
0: That's, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, and, and obviously, uh, us as TD and, uh, and Maverick are uh, you know, really keen to support on, on part of that journey as well. Um, really, good, uh, really good insight there, thank you for that. Um, changing tack slightly, um, just looking forward into sort of 2024, you know, we've seen some really exciting um, product releases with the likes of the site, seen a lot of good energy around that. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you think um, in terms of the evolving workplace, um, what's going to be next for Logitech um, this year, do you think?
4: yeah so for logitech lots of exciting things coming um but i would say our priorities are around intelligent audio and video Mm. and more insights and analytics so watch this space
0: fantastic um well thank you very much for your time it's been really interesting um to see what logitech are doing around sustainability Um, you know and if you've got any further questions then um, yeah reach out to to Maverick or the Logitech team and we're here to to support so thank you for your time
4: it's an absolute pleasure thank you enjoy the rest of the show thank you you too
0: thank you Right, so I've made my way around to uh, hall number four now. I've just uh, just got to the NEAT Neat stand. I'm here with Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. How
5: are you doing? All right?
0: Yeah, very good, thank you. Very good. Welcome to the podcast.
5: Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's very exciting. <laughs> cool. Uh, maybe you just give an introduction into uh, your role here at NEAT and what you're doing. Sure. So I am the UK and Ireland product specialist. Uh, we are part of a global team and we are technical pre-sales for uh, the lovely sales teams around the regions and we're also uh, a bit of a conduit and we work with all the R&D teams and product design teams as well.
0: Fantastic, Sounds like a really uh, really exciting role. Absolutely, yeah.
5: Great. Um, so what's uh, what's the show been like for you uh, so far this week? Very, very good. It's been very busy. Um, we've obviously had uh, first-time customers. We've got people that have been with us along the journey for the last four years or so. And we've got partners that uh, Uh, kind of moving towards us with uh, MTR's advancements and zoom rooms and things like that as well.
0: Great, that's great to hear. Um, Just wanted to to talk to you a little bit about um, camera technology really. There's been a lot of talk around the advancements in camera technology and and, how that can improve um, meeting room experiences. Um, And I know you've um, you've been um, bringing something to market now called the NEAT Centre. Um, which is seeing a lot of interest. Um, really like to take your time to talk a little bit around. Um, you know what that product is. Um, you know why you brought it to market, and, and sort of how partners can access it. Really,
5: absolutely. So Neat uh, uh, have a, a patented t- patented technology uh, which is called symmetry, mm. uh, which uh, we're very proud to say we're the first to market. So. Obviously we, we can bring in group framing with AI to kind of get rid of wasted space with the screen But we were the first people to bring it uh, so we can actually cut out all the individuals and also proactively then track Where people are moving so it's a smooth transition with where people move in their seats or whatever But then there was a little bit of feedback which is which is fair enough that obviously when people are on the best behavior, looking at the screen and looking at the bar, um, everyone's framed nicely, but then when people turn their backs to the screen, you know we've all had those four or five hour meetings in a meeting room where we've uh, we've uh, forgotten about the poor people watching in on the conversation. So we've actually got this new product called Neat Center. Mm. And that means it's, uh, it's a device, it, just like our pad, uh, you only need a single PoE cable. It goes into your network and you press pair. What that does is uh, it's a single device uh, with um, a 60 microphone array, which can be suspended from the ceiling or go on a table, Uh, so the voice is a lot closer. And also we have a full 360 degree uh, camera system as well, which uses three lenses. And that basically means that when everyone does look away from the screen, we'll then cut to the neat center, the frames will then be looking outwards from the table or just a little bit high above their eye line and and present everyone from around the table equally. And then when someone pipes up on screen and says, oh, right, I've wanted to interject, everyone will quickly look towards the screen and it'll instantly do a crossfade uh, to the front of room camera display as well.
0: Fantastic. Um, we were lucky enough actually to uh, see a demo of it uh, at your offices a few weeks ago, and I, you know, I must say the uh, the experience uh, you know was fantastic, and I think it really will um, you know aid that uh, that really that hybrid work. Uh, or that hybrid meeting, um, you know, user experience, um, you know, back in-room and, and remote. So uh, fantastic! And yeah you know, from a partner perspective, and um, where do you really see the opportunity uh, or sales opportunity for the product?
5: I mean, that's a really, really good point. So you know, we the center uh, is uh, it works perfectly well with all of our meeting devices, right? Mm. So as long as you uh, put it on the same network infrastructure, uh, so that we can get it paired. Um, if you uh, have sold lots of neat uh, bars, bar pros, boards. Uh, Fifties, our nice new product as well. Uh, you've got a, a potential then to revisit all those rooms mm. and kind of do the pitch to go. We can even, you know, enhance the quality of the experience from that room for the end users. And uh, yeah, there we go. It's nice and simple.
0: Fantastic. Elevate the experience. Absolutely. That's uh, what we want to see. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, And just sort of finally, really, just thinking about moving as we move into 2024, what would be your sort of big prediction around, um, you know, the trends and and hybrid meetings and and, and what's next, really?
5: Yeah, it's all about adaptability with spaces, as Mm. people are doing. I hate the word they're saying, the return to work strategy, but no one actually really knows what they want to do with these spaces and Mm. they want to constantly change it. Mm. That's why we are doing a focus on, uh, you'll see, our Neatboard 50. With the stand there, you know, it also works as a baffle to corner off different areas of the room, just some acoustic absorption, everything. And then obviously on top of that, we've got our fantastic technology. Um, But that does mean that you can have a space which can be cut up in different presentation areas, or it could be a larger, you know, all-hands area, or then you could uh, put some, you know, acoustic screens up, and then you've got separate meeting room areas. And we're seeing that more and more, um, that people just want adaptive, easy-to-use spaces and uh, just have a power cord to turn those devices on.
0: Yeah, flexibility is Absolutely. definitely uh, definitely yep. the key. Great, I uh, appreciate your your time and your insights. It's been really uh, really good, really interesting, and uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing when uh, Neat Center does ship. Have we got a got a ship date yet on it? Yeah,
5: uh, most people are getting their hands on it on the start of April, but it's available oh, to order today.
0: Ah, oh, fantastic! So get your back orders in now Absolutely. is the, is the key. Um, great. Well, that, that uh, concludes um, this uh, this edition of the podcast. Um, I'm actually going to be back with you in a few days' time when uh, myself and my colleague Sven are going to be doing a bit of a summary of the week uh, from a collaboration perspective. Um, we'll be back uh, tomorrow uh, for the next edition from ISE, so uh, look out for that. Um, uh, that all remains to be said is thank you for listening and um, see you soon.